The Healthy Golf Podcast, episode 25, with Scott Nevers. Welcome to the Healthy Golf Podcast, a podcast designed to help you transform your golf game and your life. Join your host, Dr. Joe O, as he chats with experts on all things golf performance to keep you feeling great and playing your best on and off the course. Welcome to another episode of the Healthy Golf Podcast, and today we have a good friend of mine, local to Maine, uh, Scott Nevers. Scott, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Scott and I connected uh, actually before I moved up to Maine, Mm -hmm. and uh, I owe a lot to Scott because he helped me get my first clients here. I got to work with uh, a couple of his uh, kids on the high school team over Mm -hmm. at Quorum for some preseason training. And, uh, it was great. And, uh, but today I want to bring Scott on to not just only talk about, uh, working and coaching high school golf, but, um, he has a very interesting background story in terms of health, uh, regarding his heart. Um, but Scott, why don't you just introduce yourself, just give us a little bit of background. And then if you want to go into your story, you can. Sure. Yeah. So again, like you said, I'm Scott. I, uh, I'm from Gorham. I coach at Gorham, uh, not too far. It doesn't seem like I've I've moved too far, but uh, yeah, this is my fourth year as varsity head coach. And like you said, we we connected um, online before you came up, and um, you know, you just kind of explained to me your what you're trying to do. And I said, hey, I I have a boatload of kids, and you know, they can definitely use some uh, some help. You know, especially now as you know the bodies are growing, and, and you know funny when you see kids come in freshman year and go sophomore year and junior year, they grow, you know, sometimes more than a foot. And, you know, those are the times that you want to, uh, you know, train your muscles correctly. So I'm glad we, we reached out on that point. But uh, as far as my cardiac issue, uh, that is a uh, crazy story. So let's see, started in actually in high school, Gorham High School. I was, uh, I was playing hockey and uh, we had some practices. I, I, what is, no, they weren't after practice. They were regular practices, and at the end of practice, we the coach would line us up and we do sprints. So you know, I was doing these sprints, and all of a sudden, I was getting these really bad palpitations. Like I could barely, excuse me, I could barely breathe. Um, my peripherals and everything, my vision would go fuzzy and white. Um, I could feel my chest pound so hard. You know, I could feel it in my throat. I could feel. I mean, it was just the worst feeling ever. No. What in the hell is this? And um, I'm I'm super lucky. I I, I went home and, and I mentioned to my mom like, hey, I'm having these issues, blah blah blah. So we ended up going to the doctors or the cardiologist the next day, and we ended up putting um, they call it a Holter monitor, basically a 24-hour monitor. And at the time, I would have to push the button if I was to go in one of these episodes again, so they can record it. So it was probably a few days later, went back to practice, same thing, doing sprints at the end, started getting them again, uh, a little bit worse this time. So I was able to record it, you know, went off, you know, trying to catch my breath, whatever. So we ended up uh, sending it in. And um, it was funny, the, the way you had to send it in was you had to take the landline line phone and you had to put the monitor up to the phone and it would send it through sound and they could get a recording of how your, your heartbeat was. And it must've been within 
half hour to 40 minutes that they called me right back and they said, do not play sports, do not do anything until you come in to see us. So I ended up going in and, and it turned out um, I had uh, it was diagnosed as uh, VTAC, ventricular tachycardia. So basically it's just a super, super fast, um, dangerous heart rhythm that can cause cardiac arrest. So obviously, uh, you know, I was a, I was a sophomore. Um, you know, I had to stop hockey. Um, super bummed about that. Uh, I could still do baseball, but I kind of had to watch what I did. Um, and obviously, I could golf. But so going through high school was was a super pain because I couldn't do one of the sports I loved. Um, and and at the time, I was told, okay, it's it's it will get better over time. Um, you know, it, it's, it could be adrenaline based. It could be just pushing yourself. So, uh, you know, no physically exerting yourself, you know, stuff like that. So I'm like, all right, whatever. So as the years went on and, and I go through college and, and, uh, you know, even after college, I started doing things that weren't physically strenuous, but with still some athletic, um, you know, some, some doing some stuff. So I was playing, you know, slow pitch softball. I was repping hockey. I was doing some stuff where I was getting a little bit of workout, but that wasn't, you know, in my terms, pushing myself. And um, just one day playing softball, I just, you know, ran the bases, collapsed and had a cardiac arrest while playing softball. And it's crazy because I don't remember at least two weeks of, of before and after the cardiac arrest. I was actually at Sugarloaf golfing in a tournament the week before. I don't remember anything about Sugarloaf. Um, I still couldn't tell you to this day who my, uh, you know, who visited me in the hospital, uh, who my nurses were. I mean, I know who they are now, obviously after, but um, it was super crazy. And, and so what they figured out was um, there was an electrical issue that they found out after the cardiac arrest, after they did some more testing. So the ventricular cardiac part uh is you know true um but it's it's basically the opposite of what i thought i thought things were going to get better over time when it's actually a progressive condition and things get worse so now basically i can't run i can't go to the gym i can't shovel snow which is great i didn't want to do that stuff to begin with but now i have a you know a legit excuse um and and yeah so that was the cardiac arrest was 2013 and I was 27, so it it was super crazy. I mean, I, I couldn't imagine what um, you know my parents went through, and you know even friends and family who who knew of me, you know what they thought. But uh, yeah, I mean it's an eye open nine opener kind of. Um, you know, obviously I'm not doing anything crazy, but uh, you know it's just one of those things where you never know how life's going to play out, and just you know enjoy it while you can. So. Basically, it's a heart story summed up. Yeah, that's uh, definitely pretty crazy. When you, quick question, when you were um, playing out at Sugarloaf, like you were saying, like two weeks before, like you didn't remember mm -hmm. a lot of things, were you getting some of those same symptoms like when you were playing hockey, like your vision would get fuzzy and stuff like that? No, or no? no. Um, I never got them when I was, you know, unless I was physically exerting myself. Uh, you know, standing still, you know, walking, you know, whatever um, isn't a big deal. Obviously, you know, when you go off Sugarloaf, I, I, I don't walk. Um, it's probably one of the hillier courses. 
Um, but no, I, I don't remember having any symptoms. I don't remember having, I don't remember anything of the softball game. I don't, I couldn't even tell you anything like that. Everything is based on, you know, what people told me. Yeah. Um, so, you didn't, so you didn't have any symptoms that you can recall. You were just normal and yeah. living life. I mean, and the only way I knew I was at was uh, posted a couple pictures online. That's true. And I was like going later to my phone and went, oh, this is true. Yeah, it's crazy. But I mean, those are just something you really don't want to remember anyway. So I'm kind of glad that I don't have any experience of that mentally. Now, did you have surgery? I've had two heart surgeries. Um, I had one when I was there in the hospital, and then I had another one in 2016, 2017, down in Boston. So yeah, it's you know it's a, it's a grind. It's 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 not something that can't be cured. It, it's basically just trying to uh, band-aids over it and hope it doesn't get any worse. But also, what I do will affect that. You know, obviously, I'm not yeah. going to be running a marathon. I'm not you know going to be trying to break the record for you know deadlifts you know it is what it is but gotcha so you don't have uh, a pacemaker or anything like that i have an icd implanted oh, okay yeah okay. the worst case scenario that will go off and it's gone off a couple times um and i'm glad it did because i was having the symptoms that i had when i was playing hockey and like two or three seconds into them it just boom and uh it, it kicks you it, it, it hurts a little bit yeah so now you um, you started your own company, Nevers yep. Medical Group. You provide portable AEDs to organizations and companies, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so how has that been and how's that going? I'm sure that I would assume most places would be receptive to this and or already have some of these. Um, yep. But what what what's kind of your role when you come across a place that doesn't have any, or maybe they have some, I guess it might be outdated. Yeah. You know, things like that. Yeah. So I, I started it probably, I want to say 2015, a couple of years after my cardiac arrest, um, I actually reached out to the company who created the defibrillator that was used on me and said, basically, Hey, I want to work for you. And if I can't work for you, I want to start a business selling your products. So the second option came along. And um, so, yeah, we, Basically, it's just me, and and I'm trying to you know help like you said organizations, small businesses, um, you know have an AED on site in case of a cardiac emergency. And, and the cool thing about these defibrillators, I'm not sure if I did, you know if people really know this, but they are absolutely bulletproof. There's no shot in hell you could you know hurt someone uh, accidentally uh, with these things. I mean, I, I think TV is, is programmed us enough to think like, you know, you got the paddles clear. Uh, it has nothing to do with that. It, it's basically, you know, you put stickers on and the machine does the rest. It's going to use yeah. the rhythm. It's going to tell you, you know, when to do CPR. It's going to tell you if it needs to be shocked, it'll shock them for you. Uh, just basically getting the AED and getting the pads on is, is basically the, the most you need to do along with CPR. Yeah, it, it, I mean, I'm looking at, you know, schools, churches are a pretty big, um, you know, golf courses obviously are a big place that have them. Um, majority of the courses in Maine have them. Um, there may be a couple um, that don't. Um, I know one right off the top of my head that doesn't, but I'm not going to call them out. Um, 
but yeah, I, I've reached out to uh, a bunch of courses. I sold a couple of months uh, a few courses to have them, but yeah, they're um, basically comes down to life or death, whether you can, whether you have one and can get it there on time. So. Yeah. What's been kind of what I would assume most places are pretty receptive to getting one. I would think, um, I would yeah. think that most places should have one. I would, you would think it'd be kind of a regulation. Right. Yeah. It's the only thing that's regulated. The only thing you, by law is, um, is schools and, uh, gyms or fitness facilities. They technically have to have them by law, whether anyone checks them. Absolutely. Not. Um, you know, no one, a health official who isn't going to go into a gym be like, where's your AD? Uh, you don't have one here. Um, not sure why. I mean, like you said, this, a lot of these places should have them, but, um, you know, through some of these studies that they've done with cardiac arrest over the years, it's the people who have cardiac arrest usually aren't your gym rats. Um, they're usually low to mid exercise, um, you know, like golf courses, actually, surprisingly, or um, bowling or something where you don't think you're going to be physically you know, exhausting yourself. But um, I mean, and, and I'm not saying it, it, it. I mean, I've, I've met hundreds of people who have had cardiac arrest that were perfectly healthy that, you know, are gym wrapped. I mean, it doesn't discriminate, you know, who it's against. I, so absolutely, I believe every place should have them by law. I mean, it, it's hard to push what needs to have them by law. Um, but yeah, I mean, pretty much most places are, are open to it. I mean, I think, you know, a lot of these small businesses, um, you know, have issues with, you know, financing or trying to figure out, you know, how to get funds for them. But uh, we usually find ways either, you know, fundraising through some of their, uh, um, you know, like churches, some of their uh, church goers will help donate, uh, you know, golf courses will find ways to, you know, to allocate money. I mean, it's, there's always, there's always yeah. help with anything, but we, you know, if they want an AD, well, I'll do the best I can to help right. them out. What's kind of, um, if you can say, what's kind of the range, like price range for one of so, those? So, yeah, so you can get ADs anywhere between, I want to say like seven, 800 on the super cheap end up to probably a couple grand. Um, the ones that are super cheap are usually either refurbished or um, they're not they're not warrantied for as long, usually like five years. Um, which I mean, and, and the weird thing is, there's really no there is and there isn't an official lifespan on an AD. Um, but if you just kind of go by the warranties, how long the manufacturer will warranty the product, that's pretty much what you should go by as far as the life. Of the, of the unit um but yeah it's it's it's, it's definitely it's, it's, it's something that you, know, if you can look at for sure uh having um the more you spend up front it's probably going to be it's, it's, you're probably going to spend the same on ADs and right if you buy cheap or more expensive if it makes any sense if you if you buy a cheap one you're probably going to have to replace it a lot sooner and then yeah. keep buying cheap ones. Or you can buy like my units are anywhere between 1200 to, you know, 1800. Um, so if you can get an $1,800 one, you know, it's going to last longer. It's warranted for at least eight years. Um, you know, so you're not going to spend so much down the road. 
Right. They're, they're all super good units. I, I mean, I would highly suggest getting a, a mid to high range. I mean, when you're talking about saving lives, sure. You really <laughs> yeah. don't want to cheap out and, no. and get a refurbished one that you're praying that it works. Yeah. How much, um, I'm sure you probably know a good amount, but like in terms of like sudden cardiac arrest, I'm sure a lot of people don't even know that they have something going on for mm-hmm. the most part, right? I'm sure. Is it usually, usually that like people may have somewhat of an inkling or have no idea that they have a condition? It can be anything. It can be, you could not, you, I mean, half the cardiac arrest, I'm not sure if it's half, but there's people cardiac arrest that don't even have symptoms. And even after the cardiac arrest, they still don't know what the issue is. Um, it just kind of randomly happened whether you have uh, cardiac issues or not. And actually a few years after I had my cardiac arrest, a guy that I golf with um, had one on the golf course. And still to this day, they have no clue what caused it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he wore monitors, he, he did everything. He, they, you know, they checked his arteries and everything when they, when they went in for the cardiac arrest, still couldn't find anything. So yeah, it's, you don't really, ha- you don't have to have a right. uh, an ailment or a, a cardiac issue to have a cardiac arrest. So that's kind of the yeah. scary part with all this. Yeah, definitely. I would say that, you know, that just gives reason for people to definitely at least go to your doctor for your regular checkup. I know most of the mm-hmm. times you might feel like it's a waste of time. And I know that they're not necessarily looking at your heart, but it's at least something to give yourself, like make sure that everything at least on a really baseline level is good, especially if you get like your blood levels taken, stuff like that. I mean, right. that's at least a start. Again, most Even of these you can things, go in for an EKG and just, uh, you know, they right. can kind of tell somewhat quickly from that. Or even, you know, when the doctor listens to your heartbeat, you yeah. know, they can usually tell they're, they're pretty smart to, to train to know if something's off right there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, even, you know, as useless as they sound to go in and see the doctor every year and whatnot. And, you know, I think with the younger kids in high school, it's, it's good for them because they have to have a physical, you know, to play sports. You know, once you get past college and get into your adult years, just go basically when they call you and remind you because you pretty much it could be years. I mean, yep, pretty much. Yeah, there was a few years that I didn't go because I was in between, like I fell off my parents' insurance, mm-hmm. and then um, we we weren't having insurance. It was like a weird thing at work. It was just like. Anyway, right. it was just it was just odd, and, oh, and I did have, yeah, I did actually have like some sort of weird left sided chest pain. It was really odd, and I felt mm-hmm. like total weirdo going to the doctor because there was no like rhyme or reason behind it. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't figure out a pattern or any of this stuff. And um, anyway, I go, I tell them this, and I'm like, look, I know that there's no pattern, and I know this makes zero sense. So they were like, well, we can do an x-ray to like check your lungs and make sure that's okay. And I was like, well, I think, I think that's fine. He's like, well, why don't we do an EKG? I was like, yeah, that sounds better. So yeah, yeah. let's do that. And, and, was like, and, and it's funny you say that because um, I've gone into the ER probably at least five or six times the last couple of years because of, I would just have discomfort on my left side. And, and, I, and, and I don't know if it's heart related or not, but I ain't saying I'm not chanting. Yeah. I, I go in and I tell you, I, actually, I, to be honest, I was in there last week or two weeks ago. And it was the same thing. Just had left discomfort. Just, I didn't think it was cardiac related, but then again, I'm not, I've had issues before. I'm not going to chance it. 
you know, I go in, they do an EKG, they do some blood work, they, uh, they do these things called, it's called troponin, um, which is a basic blood test that they can tell if you're going to have a cardiac uh, a heart attack, basically. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they did actually, it's the same thing you just said, and I couldn't, there's no rhyme or reason, it has there's no patterns, it's, it doesn't do it specifically when I do this or this, it was just lingering, and, you know, after a few days of it, that's when I'm like, okay, you know what, I gotta go in just for my own sake, um, you know, because there's, there's some anxiety behind it too, you know, sure. having a cardiac issue. Um, but it just helps with my peace of mind too. That yeah. you know, you're fine. And but yeah, I mean, I would encourage anyone that you know, not sure what it is to go get it checked out. I mean, in the worst case scenario, you're you're gonna be like, oh, we we can't find anything, and at least that'll make you feel much better. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's how I felt. Like I was, of course, already had a medical background, and mm-hmm. I'm like trying to figure out, I'm like, what is causing this? I think that would drive me nuts if I was yeah. a nurse. I knew as much medical stuff as anyone out there. I went and I had the EKG, and they were like, "Your EKG is like perfect. In fact, your heart rate's slow." I was like, mm-hmm. "All right, well, that's good, I guess." Yeah. Um, I had a, I had a good buddy of mine that has uh, been an athletic freak his whole life. I mean, played college sports. He goes to the gyms. He runs marathons. He was having some heart issues and. and just racing and racing and racing and every time i mean he would text me like dude this is what's going on I'm like, no man just put it <laughs> but i mean still to this day they don't know what it is it just yeah 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 the body's super weird but the best you can do like you said is just get checked out or at least go for regular mm-hmm. checkups that way you have a baseline that way you have a good idea to go off of what you is your normal right and i and i think like what you said you know whether you're between insurance plans that you don't have any or you're just, you know, scared to go in, I would just say, you know what, it's better safe than sorry. I mean, yeah. I've already convinced myself a few years back. I'm like, listen, I don't care what the issue is. If I'm not comfortable, I'm convincing myself to go to the yard. Yeah. I always say that your health is an investment, right? I mean, it may, may seem like a lot of money now, but when you're, you know, down the road and you're paying even more money because you're in the hospital because you didn't take mm-hmm. care of yourself. It's mm-hmm. you might as well just pay for it now. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, it's, it is what it is. It's just, it's, you know, probably going to be in debt for the rest of our lives. Anyway, you might as well just make sure you, you know, keep your body on track and, and then do the best you can. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. So obviously you've played golf for a majority of your uh, life. And how long have you been coaching the Gorham High School team? So this is my fourth year as varsity, uh, fifth year overall. My my first year, actually, it was um, kind of a little bit after my cardiac issues. I was, uh, you know, I was talking to Rick, the the old pro and golf coach at Gorham, just asking if anything I can do to help out, you know, with the kids. I was just kind of looking to do stuff, get back into helping out with golf and uh, it started with, you know, helping the the PGA junior league at Gorm and, and basically helped turned into um, helping some of the kids on the golf team, basically just volunteering and helping out. And he ended up getting a new gig at Biddeford Saco and opened up the coaching vacancy at Gorm and uh, ended up getting it kind of by default. I don't think I was the first pick, but um you know, I, I, I think a few years later, it's it's, trending, it's worked out pretty good for, 
you know, myself, you know, the athletic director, Tim, and, uh, you know, the parents and the kids. It's been, it's been an awesome four years. It's, it's been an absolute blast to, uh, to work with these kids and, and kind of watch them grow up right in front of you. Yeah. I think yeah. memories too, because you, you, I mean, I graduated in 2004. So, I mean, I can look at these kids and be like, okay, that was so and so. This is kind of me right here. And you can kind of just see how things, you know, evolve and work out. It's kind of a cool thing to do. So what is it like dealing with uh, high school boys and girls? I don't I think you have one girl on the team, right? This year I had one girl. Yeah. One girl. I had a couple girls the last few years. Gotcha. So what is that like dealing with, you know, I mean, I'm sure we can all remember our early teenage years through our end of our teenage years where we go through kind of just some weird and awkward stages. Okay. And, and so yeah, how is that like navigating, you know, golf and, and high school life and just other other life you know growing growing kids i mean i i think it's cool for golf because it's it's you know there's a team aspect there but it's also mostly individual so they're kind of you know as they're growing up and going through all these things you know golf is i think a perfect sport for them to kind of go hand in hand with um you know they're going to realize you know if they haven't yet you know just like in golf you're going to have good shots with bad results and you're going to have bad shots with good results and you know you're going to have to learn how to handle the game mentally and how to you know mentally and physically you know prepare yourself and get through all that uh, you're going to get a ton of adversity on the golf course um it's cool seeing the high school kids you know come in freshman year some of them picking up clubs for the first time um, then you got kids that are, you know, been golfing for three, four years. Some kids have been golfing for most of their life. Um, but yeah, no, they're they're great kids. They're they're super fun. They they keep me on my toes, that's for sure. Um, you know, it, it's pretty much the same thing when I was in high school, except the music they listen to now sucks. And I mean, just some of the things that they do, I'm just like, oh my god, please tell me I was like that when I was in high school. But and they're just they're a blast and like in, in like you said you you've seen some of my kids and worked with some of my kids there some of them are a little more outgoing than others some of them are a little more reserved uh some of them are sneaky funny where you don't think that like okay this kid might be a little eh, and then all of a sudden he makes you freaking laugh so hard um but no it, it's great the the parents and the kids are they're awesome they're kind of what you know, keep this, keep me going is, uh, you know, watching them improve. And, you know, like I said, it's, it's, I don't know if I did say it, but it's, you know, it's more than just a game for, for these kids, you know, they're going to learn a lot of, a lot of life stuff from, from golf and something that they probably wouldn't get if they didn't play golf. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, like you said, I got to work with a couple of handfuls of the kids and they're all, they're all great. They're all great. They're all great. Some of them, like you said, yeah, some of them are really quiet, but then they hit you with one, a one liner real quick. And you're like, man, where, where did that come from? Yeah. No, they're bright. They're smart. Yeah. Um, what kind of, how is that kind of being able to deal with some kids who have never played golf before? Um, and you're mixing, kids who've been playing and have really good playing ability between the kids who don't, you know, are just picking up and just want to learn the game or, you know, just trying to mm-hmm. do something different. So what, what do you mean? What's the next? So like, how do you go, how do you go about like dealing yeah. that with like practice and like, do you yeah, have so, some of the more advanced kids help out with the other kids? 
Yeah, so usually, uh, you know, towards the beginning of the year and, and as the year kind of goes on, we I usually have my, you know, more advanced kids kind of go out and, and play and have them group together. So um, basically, you know, you've got the good kids, you know, the better golfers playing against each other and trying to push each other. Um, and then towards the end of the year, um, you know, with some practices like this year, a lot, I had a lot of my seniors, the older kids, um, you know, play with the new, the, the new kids, I, you know, the freshmen and the sophomores that haven't played golf before, just so they can see how they handle themselves and how to, you know, get around the golf course. And, and uh, it actually works out great. Um, you know, both, both sides love it. I mean, when I get done, I'll check in like how to go and, you know, the younger kids like, ah, I sucked. I didn't do good today. And then you'd have the seniors like, no, you're playing good, man. You're going to get, you know, give yourself a little more credit. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's a cool balance, you know, it, and to be honest, there's, I've had kids that I've could, I don't cut anyone, by the way. I've had kids that I could have cut easily their freshman year, but between the next, you know, year or two, they go out and they play a lot of golf and they end up being really good golfers. You know, they, they learn the game, they go out and, you know, golf's one of those sports you can just get dropped off at the course in the morning and, you know, play all day. And I mean, it's, you, you put the work in, you're going to, you can, you can be a pretty good golfer, but it's a blast. Yeah. We, 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 we mix them all together. I mean, there's times I'll have, uh, you know, some of the JVs playing with the varsity kids. I'll have some of the newer kids, some of the older kids, um, you know, not all the time, but we'll, we'll mix it up. Yeah. I'm sure that's really helpful because, you know, it's really hard to go, especially if you've watched some golf on TV, right? I mean, that's really your only exposure to golf if you've never played before and you see it and you're like, that doesn't look too hard. Right. And then you get out on a course and you play and you're like, Oh, this is a lot harder than I thought it was. Right. And I, and I think that's probably one of the hardest things for these kids is like you said, that's what they're looking. That's the only thing that they watch. And of course, everything that's on TV are all the good shots. You don't see the bad right. shots. on right. No, nope. and you know, and, and I try to tell them, you know, if you ask any of the PGA pros on tour how many good shots you had, um, you know, that were perfect, that you hit them right on the button, everything you wanted. I mean, these pros, their average answer is one, two. Yeah. I mean, they're, and it basically, I, I tell the kids, you know, the person who plays the best golf has the best miss hits. So, I mean, you got to learn mentally that you're not going to hit a perfect shot. You're not going to hit anything close to perfect. You know, you're going to hit some good shots. You're going to have some, you know, good breaks. You're going to have some bad breaks, but it's, it's all mentally grinding through it. And, 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 and like you said, it's, you know, what they see on TV are all the you right. Know, shots right up to the pin, you know, two feet away. And, you know, I have kids that will hit the green, but they're 15 feet away and they're, you know, what the hell am I, it's a great shot. It's on the green. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's amazing. I mean, we see these things, even myself, it's like, I've definitely tempered expectations, but like you see these pros. I mean, when you, when you play with someone that's that good, like this past, not this past weekend, but a couple of weekends ago, I played with a guy who's pretty much scratch golfer mm -hmm. and like seeing him play was absurd. Like, and he had, you know, not great shots, but every shot was really good. And like, right. just to think that the professional golfers are, even better than what that guy is playing. It oh, just like better. blows my mind. <laughs> yeah. Any of those PGA guys would come up into these main courses and just make us look silly. I mean, those oh, guys are on a totally different level. Yeah. But I mean, they're mishits. I mean, they're, they're mad if they miss their, 
you know, if they're 20 feet from the target. I mean, obviously some courses, they play different strategies and you, know, you can't attack pins everywhere. But I mean, you look at their miss hits and you're like, oh, he's just off the green. He's on the fringe. And we have a kid, you know, we have kids on our team that, you know, if they, if they don't hit the green, I mean, if you think it's the end of the world, I'm just like, hey, the new challenge, get up and down. Just as yep. good hit the green and two putting. Yep. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, this uh, upcoming season slash off season, do you ever have your kids do anything in particular? I know a lot of them are multi-sport athletes, so they're mm-hmm. off doing other things. Um, but do you ever give them things to work on in terms of like um, any mental things or just anything to keep working? Um, a little bit, not too much. Like you said, a lot of these kids are, um, you know, a lot of them play hockey, some play basketball, some play, a lot of them play lacrosse. Um, you know, they, they have their stuff that they have to worry about. I mean, the good thing with, you know, being a multi-sport athlete is, you know, all that stuff is going to help when it comes to golf season, you know, hand, eye, um, using muscles that you you normally wouldn't in golf type stuff. Um, as far as the kids that I have a few kids that just play golf and I don't have to tell them anything. Those guys will go play golf, whatever, and wherever they can, um, one of them just got a golf simulator in his garage. Um, I, I, I can promise you he's probably going to be there four times a week swinging the club just because that's he's a golf bum. Um, same with uh, three, four other kids. They're probably going to go to his house. But I know a lot of them went to um, a lot of the indoor places this past season and will play. Um, but as far as workouts, that's where you come in, Joe. Making, uh, I mean, I haven't had any strength and conditioning in the off season, um, mainly because one, there really hasn't been a golf strength and conditioning guy. I mean, I know there's other strength and conditions who can do just a you know good job with, but I haven't had anyone that focused on golf. And like I said, the other thing is a lot of them play other sports, so yeah. you know I'll be able to support them and watch them play other sports and go from there. But I mean, I I, I manage the Gorm Golf. Um, Instagram account, I'll show some things on there. Um, if there's something that I think the kids should listen or watch, I'll send them an email with the link. Um, but we, we that, they stay pretty involved. I mean, they're they're really good. They're not kids I have to convince to go to the golf course or you know go practice. I mean, most of these kids will you know practice gets done. They they continue to play until they can't see. They'll, they'll go off one and play until they you know can't see it and. You know, years before, I've had maybe one or two kids per year that would do that, but it seems the majority of the team is doing that now, which is really good. That's pretty awesome. Um, why don't we kind of wrap it up here? I have some good questions here at the end. I think you sure. listen to some of these podcasts, so you might know some of them. But what is uh, what's your uh, what's the best course you've ever played? In Maine? Anywhere, 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 anywhere. See, I haven't really played much outside of Maine. I mean, I've been down to, you know, the Myrtle Beach and been down to Naples. Some of the courses in Naples were insane. Um, I mean, we're pulling up in a minivan and we're parking next to Maseratis and Ferraris. And I just, one of these things just don't belong here. And um, I mean, there's like Mediterra and Grey Oak down in Naples, which were outstanding courses but in Maine 
My favorite course to play is probably, I'd have to say Aroostook Valley Country Club, way up north. Yeah. That's just a super fun course. And you can just, you can go everywhere. And I mean, it has a little bit of mix. There's, there's some holes that are in the trees. There's some holes that are wide open. There's, you know, awesome views. There's reachable par fives. There's uh, a lot of uphill, a lot of downhill. Um, that's probably the funnest course yeah. that I'll play. Nice. I have not not gotten to there yet. I don't think you would. That's a five-hour drive. That's up there, yeah. That's up there. That's um, a Labor Day weekend tournament that you got to come up. We all went out on the uh, right outside the putting green. There's probably about 40, 50 of us that tent out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, there's putting contests. There's chipping contests. I mean, there's the guys from Sugarloaf bring spotlights and we put glow sticks in the putting holes and it's just nonstop laughing and, and fun and, you know, followed by a couple of days of tournament golf. So nice. Well, uh, second question is you have a risky approach shot to the green. Are you going for it? Absolutely. Yeah, I knew, I knew that answer. Uh, uh, all right. Yeah, I mean, it depends on what I mean. Of course, but yeah. Probably nine times out of ten, I would probably. I mean, I'm thinking about it. Whether I, I like I said, it depends on the situation. If, if it's you know a big tournament, I'm probably just gonna play safe and you know get my bogey and get out of there. If it's you know a weekend where I'm with you know some friends and you know a little cash game, I'm definitely going for it. And then last question: You're going out for a round. Who is in your dream foursome? Oh, Tiger Woods for sure. Um, John Daly, gotta have John Daly on. And uh, who else would be my my third? I probably want to play um, with Michael Jordan. There you go. That would be a good group. That would be a good group. Me and Daly versus Woods and. Uh, and, and Jordan, that would be one heck of a group. <laughs> I would say I would probably say Jordan and Woods have been the two, some of the two most popular answers so far. Well, I think I think that Jordan would be cool just because you know obviously you know he's a big golf bum and you know he's going to make things interesting. Tiger just because he's my favorite golfer and John Daly just because he's there's, there's no one like John Daly. There's no one as candid as him. There's no one that tells it how it is. I mean a lot of these. I think guys on tour know when and when not to talk or when, when to say certain certain things. And daily is just in his own track, doing whatever he wants. And I love it. Nice. Love it. Uh, any last bit of uh, words of advice or like tips or anything like that in terms of like, in terms of sort of what we talked about in terms of like cardiac arrest or like high school mm. golfers or anything anything that you think is pertinent to share with with the listeners no just just have fun enjoy enjoy being yeah. a kid enjoy having fun enjoy uh you know the only one time in your life you're going to be in high school there's going to be uh, a lot of things you can learn from golf in high school that will help you know through your older years and college years but uh basically just just have fun that's basically what it comes down to there you go 
if uh, mm-hmm. anyone wants to get in contact with you, especially about like your business or AEDs or has questions about that, where can they best get in contact yeah. with you? So uh, Nevers Medical Group, it's my last name and medical group. Uh, they can go on the website. Um, should be a contact and email uh, on there. They can look at, you know, kind of my whole story, some news clips that have happened from it. Um, and yeah, they, they can reach me on there. And like, like you said, I'm, I'm, I'm more than willing to help organizations out and, and do the best they can to make sure these defibrillators are out anywhere and everywhere that needs to be. You know, whether it be golf course, church, you know, recreation. Um, I mean, I've even sold a couple ADs to families that just wanted an AD to be uh, around a, a loved one because they had some cardiac issues. Sure. So, yeah, nice. no, I'd definitely reach out and uh, you know, I'd definitely help them out for sure. Great. Well, Scott, thanks for coming on, spending the time. Appreciate it. Have a lot of fun. And I uh, we'll hope uh, we'll get you with uh, some of my kids again here soon. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. All right. Thanks for joining us on another week of the Healthy Golf Podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode with Scott. I think it's definitely illuminating to learn a little bit more about health, especially something as scary as cardiac arrest. So like we had mentioned in the podcast, please go out and get your daily checkups. I know that they may not necessarily look really in-depth at your heart, but cardiac arrest is a silent killer and there's not much to know about it. But if you can go regularly to the doctor and get a baseline in terms of your checkups, that's going to be helpful, especially moving forward when something doesn't seem to be right. It will definitely help you and help your physician figure out which way to go in terms of treatment. If you guys haven't done so already, please join the Facebook group called Healthy Golf from T to Green and Beyond. The link to join is in the show notes. In there, you'll get access to lots of other uh, great tips in terms of preparing your body for the golf course and also mentally preparing as well. If you have any questions, there are multiple healthcare providers in there that are more than willing to answer. And uh, there are also uh, PGA professionals that are more than willing to answer and help you out with your swing if you have any questions about that. Also, if you haven't done so, I have made up nine free workouts for golf performance as we head into this offseason. Please make sure you grab that. It's completely free. The link to grab those workouts is in the show notes as well. But let's officially wrap this episode up. Thank you guys again for listening to this podcast. I'm always amazed by how many people subscribe, download, and listen to these episodes. Um, Thank you so much for doing so. Please share this if you haven't with anyone. Um, The more people that we can reach and just play better golf and just be healthier overall, uh, the more people we can impact, that will be great. Uh, But keep working hard, keep striving for excellence in everything you do, because when you feel great, you golf great.